information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All information, content, and materials available on this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Cultiva Law. Now, without further ado, here are your exquisite esquires, Mio Asami and Fabiola Jimenez. What up, squad? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of episode two of four of the very eloquent business series with Cultiva Law. You're here with Fabi. It's me. <laughs> You're here with Fabi. Yeah, who's me? Who is me? The, according to the sticker that I have in my mirror in my bathroom, the queen of fucking everything. So. <laughs> So obviously, it's yeah, me, Fabi, and Mio, cracking up in my very right. narcissistic attempt of viewing myself. <laughs> um, no, it's called self-love, and we all preach it, or should, at least. I definitely love myself, and there's like a bunch of boys <laughs> that are trying to text me who also love Hashtag me. Hashtag know your worth, y'all. That's right, that's right. Hashtag stop fucking texting me, bro. Not interested. Not interested. I'm not going to block you. I'm not gonna block you because it, it blocks my ego, but we're just gonna watch you. We're just gonna watch you squirm. Clearly, we've been good this week. I mean, for the you know, since last episode, we've been good. We've been chilling. How about y'all? Yeah, I mean, I, from you. yeah, crazy weather, crazy weather. Yep. But speaking of not weather, so <laughs> business. So episode two, we're gonna be discussing a little bit more about like the growth and development. So obviously, episode one is you're getting the start, right? You're trying to build up your your business. Episode two is going to be kind of the next steps. What do you do once you're kind of set and set up your growth, development, expansion? So we're going to be talking about a number of different things. Um, We're going to be talking about brand identity, uh, websites, social media, contracts, and then finally, um, white labeling and other expansion of your brand. So the weekly word today is Trademark. So yeah, so trademark is actually Mio's bread and butter right now. She's my trademark guru right now that I've been um, pushing a bunch of these new projects out her way. That's right, that's right. Um, so trademark is basically your registration of your brand. So whether that is the word mark, whether that it's your actual logo, um, there is the registration at the federal level, there's a registration at the state level, and we'll get into that shortly, Yeah. as yeah. in right now. So brand identity, number point number one. Actually, Mio- sorry, can I go back one sec? Oh. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking rewind just one second. <laughs> yes. And say, I actually get a lot of um, people asking me about like, hey, I'm trying to like copyright this. Oh, sure. They're really talking about their trademark. So sure. I think that's also an important difference. We can also talk about that in brand identity, but just, you know, put that, that out there. Copyright is not the same as trademark. So. 100%. Anyway, now so, on to point one, as Bobby was saying. Yeah, point one, brand identity. So as you're setting out for your growth and expansion, whether it's on a local level, state level, international level, whatever that is, 
the things that we have seen and the companies that we have seen really um, really take off are the ones that actually prioritize their brand identity. Um, that means they take the time to understand the vision of their business, who they want to be, and they just don't exist in, in the realm. Especially in the cannabis industry, everyone is doing CBDX. CBD, the CBD, blah, 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 mm -hmm. CBD oils. I mean, it's all the same. But what really makes brands stand out and the longevity of the brands is really those people that have spent that that time and that energy to develop a really strong brand identity. Yeah. So as mentioned yeah. with Mia, once you can start slow, you can start small. What I do is I discuss the budgets. Um, obviously when you're doing state registration of your trademark, it's going to cost X. If you're doing federal registration, it's going to cost Y. Obviously mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot more expensive when you're doing federal registration, but that doesn't mean if you don't pursue federal registration right away, that your brand is just up for grabs. It really isn't. There's a lot of, protection that is that is had what we call um common law protection um of your brand and so take the time to understand your brand develop it create it um and you will see that you will just by the sheer existence of your thought meditation in the morning and seeing who the fuck <laughs> am i who is my business which is super important yeah if you think about any other industry right startups you see a coffee shop that has kind of like kind of like greenish interior mm -hmm. or like greenish, you know, just design, whatever. And you automatically think, oh, Starbucks, right? Yeah. It's a coffee shop with green. That's that's their brand. That's their they've spent and this is why sometimes, you know, trademarking can cost a lot of money yeah. because it will also pay off in the end. One hundred percent. And so so when you're doing state state registration, I mean you're talking maybe fifty, a hundred bucks. Yeah. I've seen up to one hundred and fifty bucks per registration. The registration process is a lot faster, yep. um, a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah, just a lot quicker and a lot more general. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with federal registration, especially of cannabis marks, it's almost expected that you're going to get an office action that says no i don't agree with this and it's yeah. it, it sucks but that doesn't mean you can't overcome yeah um those, i mean part of that also issues. being that like you know I, i'm not to like not to rag on anybody that uses like something like cloud in their in their name but i'm also going to say you're a cannabis yeah <laughs> you're a cannabis company and you have something like cloud nine cloud blah 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 this is this it's like okay first of all like everybody not anybody but it's a very common name. So obviously if you want to trademark that, if you want to register that trademark, you're going to get an office action, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. basically the USPTO saying, no, nah, fam, no, nah, fam, this already exists. You got to think of something yeah. more unique. Um, exactly. And so again, so it's like you want, you really want to think about what makes your brand unique. What and makes different. your strains yeah. unique? Exactly. What's, what is, why do you, what, what makes this stand out from everybody else that uses cloud? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. AKA don't use the fucking word class. So, so once you, so once you've spent some time doing that and you've contemplated the, re the different registration levels, boom, the next step is obviously in our world of mobiles and everything is remote now and everything's online, get online, yeah. create a website. Mm -hmm. if, if you're not good at website, get someone, who get can. someone who can do it. There's yeah. number, a number of different um websites out there that will help you create your own website yeah. for pennies on the dollar for like 25 bucks a month yeah you know you don't it doesn't have to be squarespace no, not squarespace sponsor us wait squarespace yeah no, Ooh, squarespace. Wix, wix, wix sponsor us wix also sponsor us <laughs> wix 
Is my FBI agent listening to me? Wix, Wix, Wix. <laughs> Wix, Wix. Please sponsor us. Of course, Wix, sponsor us. So, so once, you, once you do that, you have to understand that it's not just creating a website. That it doesn't have to be super complicated or, right. or ridiculous. I mean, it right. could be, it's just a landing page to say, you know, this is who we are. This is our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you're selling particular cannabis products, you can't sell them online. But that doesn't mean you can't create some sort of blog or some sort of presence. Um, if a website isn't your jam and it's just not, it's just a little bit too much to mm-hmm. handle right now, then go on social media, get on Instagram, get on oh, yeah. TikTok, well, to an extent TikTok. Huge. Instagram is massive, Facebook yeah. too, you know, and so go and utilize some of these platforms that'll give your brand a voice. Yeah. Um, and people actually kind of forget, you know, Yelp is a social media yeah. app, yeah. you know, there's there's a number of dispensaries that you can find. There's an, Any business can be listed on Yelp. In particular, like weed maps as yeah. well. So there's there's just a number of different avenues that you can pursue to be able to um, push forward your brand. Yeah. So take advantage of the free sites. If you have a little bit of extra time and energy, create a website. Trust me, I there's nothing more that gets me like super sketched out is like when I am <laughs> doing my research on a business, like. If I'm getting my eyebrows waxed, like if Homegirl doesn't have at least a basic website, I'm like, girl, don't touch me. Or some type of social media presence. Especially Something. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but no, actually, no. You know what? I'm not sorry. She's not sorry. Small businesses really need to utilize, I can't stress that enough, utilize social media. Mm-hmm. Instagram is free. There's really no reason why you should be paying anyone for that, maybe except for ads. You pay somebody for ads or if mm-hmm. you want to pay somebody for um, photography and making your pictures look pretty. But yeah. I mean, Instagram can also be touchy with cannabis. And what yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a fine line, but... You should try. Yeah. Try. But, I mean, let's look at like, not, you know, not to... Again, these are these are not sponsored quotes or anything. These, we are this not. Is not this, this is not sponsored. <laughs> by the way. They, should, they should sponsor us, but they don't. Um, so, for example, cookies. Everybody knows about cookies. Sure. It's, it's like a national brand now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Everybody knows. Buddies. People knows about people know right. about that one too. Right. You know that's something else. But anyway, um, it's, <laughs> it's it's they you know they it's got tens and thousands of followers. Yeah. Which is huge for a yeah. cannabis brand. It's. It also instills a level of trust mm-hmm. in what you have, what your products are, what your brand is, what your company is. Mm-hmm. It's not just some like, oh, you know, I'm just like a... I'm just a sketchy dealer in the yeah, corner. Like, like that's just, of, <laughs> that's not who we are. It helps legitimize your company. 100%. And it's free. I cannot, it's, I, literally, I cannot stress enough. Instagram is free, y'all. Yeah. Utilize it. So use it. Yeah, definitely use it. Don't let these resources go by the wayside. And yeah. you'd be surprised if you start now where your brand will be in one or two years. It's yeah. going to, it's it will blow your mind, especially right now with everyone with phones in their hands and constantly on social mm-hmm. media. The growth is exponential and it'll happen before you know it. Yeah. So, yep. so once you kind of get that situation, I think probably <laughs> one of the issues and the areas that causes me and Mio the most heartburn (laughs) heartburn headache what have you it's a lack of paperwork y'all i understand sometimes i don't want my shit recorded or somehow (laughs) a receipt oh wait oh wait never mind never mind never mind i'm talking about something my bad my bad my bad walk it back my bad excuse me excuse me but (laughs) but we also understand that like as a small business a lot of these things are 
dealt on good faith. You, exactly. know, you have these, you go into transactions because you know this person, they're your friend, or you know them through a friend or whatever it is, then they're handshake deals. And I understand that, we understand that. And it's, that's totally fine. But don't but do it. don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. So the point number three is create a contract some sort of evidence paper trail for each transaction, a receipt. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised at the number of transactions that Mio and I look at where, you know, I, it's, it's written in a one pager that this is this and this is this. And yeah. like, where is this money going or who's getting what, right. who's responsible for what? As transactional attorneys, we obviously look at these contracts from a very different perspective where yeah. we, we look at it and say, oh, we can nitpick and say this is what we need. So we definitely don't like seeing these one pagers. But, but it's still better than nothing. It's better than nothing because then if there's nothing, you have people coming up with like the most wildest situation. Yeah, like, oh, it's not in the contract, so I can just do this. I can just do X yeah. or yeah, it's not in the contract. So you know what? I'm not going to pay you and I'm going to take all your shit. And then yeah. you got to deal with this whole other a whole other scenario yeah. that could be totally avoided yeah. when, when it comes to contracts, Mio and, and please chime in here. When it comes to contracts, those contracts are there for everyone's benefit, for yes. everyone's understanding that this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And this is what the resulting, so resulting transaction is going to look yeah. like. And okay. so you have those you have this ability and it's so important because you'd be surprised as small businesses one transaction can bankrupt you oh, 100%. someone taking 10 grand yeah. from your business on good faith and then you never see them again yeah what are you gonna do and don't even get me started on like predatory investors man they will fucking just throw money at you and mm -hmm. then they'll give you like this contract and be like you know um, don't have your lawyer looking at it yeah just don't, don't show anybody. Don't show anybody. This is our contract. I'll give you, you know, 100K. Here you go. Um, but it's going to be on a like on a note that, you know, that's going to be accelerated whenever I want. And if you don't pay, then I'm going to hostile take over your company. That shit yeah. happens. And I'm going to take over your children. I've seen that. I've seen, I'm just, I haven't. But how, you, need to, <laughs> you need to assume that that's what's going to happen. I'm going to take your baby. <laughs> I'm gonna take your baby. So I mean, your company is your baby. I mean, it's your baby. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you know, so create something. There's a number of websites. There's there's a number of, of places yeah. that you can go and even get like the most basic. Yeah. Again, which me and I fucking detest. Yes. But we also understand budgets is budgets, man. Yeah. You know, when you're in a, a in transition of growth and development, you know, you don't always have 20 grand to throw out a lawyer and say, make me pretty, make all this yeah. nice and tight. Yeah. That's just not the case. But you can go, again, to Staples, you can go online um, and create a, create a document that says, this is the transaction that we're, or that mm -hmm. we're having. Please, 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 the most basic of terms. Who is doing what? Yeah. Names. I need names. Who is paying names. what? Who's paying what? When are they paying what? What is delivered what yeah. and where? Yeah. Who's taking ownership and who's taking the risk of loss yeah. from X and Y and Z? Yeah. Um, and is this a revolving... What are the termination clauses? Yeah. You know, is yeah. this a revolving agreement where it's going to be renewed automatically every a year, every yeah. six months, every yeah. five years? Those are all actually the most important terms yeah. that that we deal with because yeah. those are the those are the issues and those are the areas where people are like, ah, shit, yeah, this is not right. This right. is how do I fix this? And yeah. when it comes to product and money. As long as you can trace it back to some agreement that says this is what we promised each other that we would do, yeah. then you know you can move forward with resolving this issue, or at least at least 
getting close to resolving that type of right. issue. And honestly, like shameless plug though, like there's we are a reason. Amazing. Yeah, we, <laughs> not only are we freaking amazing, but we also like you hire lawyers because we think of the worst case scenario mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. so that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we know that you want to keep your deals friendly with, you know, whoever you are dealing with, whoever this transaction is being consummated with. We know that you want to keep it friendly. So it's our job to think of the worst. And, you know, worst case scenario happens, then you're like, hey, look, I got a fucking lawyer. It's an investment. You can look at it as an investment into your company because yes. future. I mean, obviously, again, it's better in the future if anything does go wrong 100%. because i mean there's no there's literally no company that's never had any type of issues as they grow 100 it's going to happen something's yeah. going to happen mm-hmm. and it's uh, part of the again, growth yeah it's again, growing things yeah which we'll talk about in the next episode but 100 <laughs> yes we will episode three is going to actually yeah. discuss a, what happens possible issues and what happens when, shit things, happens when shit goes down what happens exactly, <laughs> but, exactly. yeah but, but definitely the contracts and depending also on the size of the firm, obviously don't go to some like the big law firm. Talk, but, but, but in all seriousness, when you're dealing with smaller <laughs> boutique firms, um, particularly like us at Cultiva, you know, we, Mia, Mia and I really do work with a lot of startups. And so, yeah. uh, like I said, as, as we grow with our clients, I mean, we've had clients that, that just reach out to us and they say, I have a thousand bucks i have 1500 bucks and like that's it what can you do and our advice is give me something to start with Mm -hmm. like if you can give me the terms that i need i can plug and chug and do what i need to do on the back and if you do the heavy lifting and so smaller firms more boutique firms are definitely more malleable when it comes to dealing with startups and definitely look for a law firm that has startup experience and that is wanting to work with startups because those budgets and the structured and the way that those um, relationships are developed are very 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 different than if you were to go to like perkins cooley or kno gates yeah that are just massive yeah yeah yeah, and so they have a very different view on cannabis and the cannabis industry so I'm really emphasizing pursuing and trying to find a law firm that caters to your particular business. Like, yeah, it, not just not just cannabis, but you know, they they just deal with I don't know, just topicals, or they really deal with you know. For us, we're, we're kind of an all service, but maybe you want to pursue patents. We don't do patents, but there's there's a couple of the law firms that do do it in the Seattle area, and so really try to understand um what your needs are for your business and then i promise you that there's going to be a law firm that will cater to that or that at least provide some services in that way so um not to tutor on horn but (laughs) it's a full service law firm that does all this shit for you but again it's your business you need to run it how you want and you should have a law firm and an attorney that understands you and wants to grow with you and develop with you because we are in an ever-changing industry and it's yeah. ever-growing so yeah. and again it's an investment into your own company 100 it's not you know just money that you're giving up for a piece of paper and i mean i've, I've said this i'm probably not on this but i've said i i usually say you know if you're a lot of people also tend to think that like, hey, I've, I've seen a contract before, so I can write one. But no. if your contract looks and sounds like it's easy to write, it's because your lawyer wrote it that way. Exactly. So that you can understand it and you understand what you're signing. So mm-hmm. we, so like, again. And not all contracts are the same. I mean, there's some lawyers, some lawyers that pride themselves in being fucking douchebags. <laughs> and they write these agreements that are so heavy. Pretentious. Pretentious. Yeah. And just like... 
having holy uh, leaves yeah, and it just I'm sounds like, dude, no one fucking talks like that like no one, <laughs> no one fucking talks like that anymore so like our take emphasis, your fucking latin shit out of my fucking contract bitch arguendo <laughs> yeah fuck out of here <laughs> You know, because you need to understand, like, when you're in, like, a hostile takeover and you're trying to take over mom and pop's, yeah. <laughs> like, situation and you're just kind of like, okay, I need them to have this contract not understand the shit that they're writing right. me. You're a shitty person. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. But in the time. real world, like, you need to really understand what you're signing, what yeah. your obligations are, and what the other party is. Mm-hmm. And so lawyers, particularly us, I've broken down agreements per paragraph per uh-huh. section oh, we yeah. wrote them where i'm like i don't understand why the fuck this is single spaced one <laughs> i don't understand the entire agreement is one chunk do you remember do you remember that i, I do fucking remember that one. guarantee was yeah, like it was a like a half single paid single spaced <laughs> no indentation it looked like it was something from the 1800s y'all it was like fucking mind-blowing because hopefully <laughs> went to the fucking public library and was like contracts like i'm sorry great. jane austen yeah i didn't ask you to write a goddamn contract <laughs> bitch <laughs> i want to be titillated by fictional <laughs> science i don't need that shit in my contract i need to know what i'm reading so, so anyway exactly. it's not clear enough about <laughs> the, the importance of contracts and having a good one. And you, as lawyers, I hope they, they work now. for you. Yeah, yeah. Be very clear with your lawyer. Like, yeah. I don't understand what indemnification is, which I yes. get a question all the time. Yeah. I don't very understand probably. was, you know, um, FOB. I, I don't understand yeah. what that is. Like, there's all these different terms totally that fine. are super common in the mm-hmm. transactional era mm-hmm. that you have absolute right to understand mm-hmm. and know what that is. And if you don't like that language, I promise you there are synonyms that will cover the exact same exactly. shit that exactly. will give you the exact same results that you want yeah. in a much more digestible way so mm-hmm. talked i think about contracts to death what is our final point meal <laughs> white labeling y'all um, just like different actually just different i think a better or not better but like a different way to think of it is different revenue streams mm-hmm. rather than just i'm buying and i'm selling I'm buying with the materials I need to sell whatever I'm going to sell. Instead of just that, you know, there's things called white labeling. There's things called licensing your brand. There's mm-hmm. different ways that you can grow, create revenue. Exactly. So, and think think about it this way: Kirkland, right? Costco. Oh yeah. The Kirkland brand, bitch. That's all like white labeling. I mean, yeah. Costco, Kroger, Kroger yep. um, Trader right. Joe's, the up. What is it? Target's up, up and like, up, up and up, or whatever. Yeah, Amazon's yeah. Salt, some, whatever. Amazon yeah. Basics. ML, ML, yeah. Amazon Basics. They just steal shit. So <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> bad. <laughs> Woo! Fuck you, Amazon. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just super rich, and I'm very angry about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so white labeling is another way. But but again, it all kind of ties into into each other. If people respect your product respect your brand yep. you'll have people come out and say hey will you do this for me yeah. will you make these creams for me under yeah. your name i will um or under our name i just want i love your base or i love mm-hmm. the the stance that you have on social equity on mm-hmm. poverty on whatever whatever it is but when you create this brand and you really put that time and effort into it it all kind of comes for a circle where people yeah. are now understanding and wanting your brand and they they will want to take a piece of it for their own because you are so um profitable yeah. and you are so popular and, and so also you'll see like, that. yeah and on top of that like 
instead of being on the receiving end of that, if you are expanding and you, you started out with a lab or you started out with, you know, you manufacture your own topicals and now you're at a point where you're expanding and you're like, shit, I can't make, I can't satisfy all my orders because I'm getting so many. Then you want to license your brand out to mm -hmm. a different lab mm -hmm. or a different manufacturer that will create your product according to your exact trade secreted recipe, according to your specific IP, you know, whatever it is to the quality of your brand, they will make it for you, except it'll look exactly like you made it all yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's another way to white label. That's another way to expand your business is, you know, I need, now I need the help. Yeah. yeah so exactly. I, let me, let me IP, let me license out my brand, my trade secrets, my knowledge, to this other company that's going to now make my products for me in mm -hmm. addition to, you know, whatever the fuck else I'm doing. So yeah. it'll, it'll actually also let you free up some space so that you can create new, yeah, new, new products new, yeah, or new line or exactly. pivot to something else. Exactly. Yeah. And again, this is all tied back into each other, right? So like once you're doing white label, please get that shit in writing. Please oh protect your yes. trade secrets. Oh my God. Especially when, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, shit. oh my gosh. It's wild. Please. Yeah. Cause they're coming after you. Because your shit's good, straight yeah. up. That's just yeah. what it is. And so you want to protect that. And, and if you don't have it in writing, they can just take your recipes, bro. And just leave. They can just leave and, and they'll make it leave. themselves and they'll brand it under their own shit. And mm -hmm. then you'll be like, what the fuck, dude? 100%. So don't get caught up in that shit. <laughs> All right. So those are the four points that are the most common, most important for our clients as they're growing and developing their businesses. What is our... Strain, yo. Our strain of choice today is Bubba Kush. Reason being, I mean, before I get into like the description of what it is, reason being, Bubba Kush is in itself. It's a, it's a brand. It is a very, very we popular all, brand. We, everybody in this industry, we all know what Bubba Kush is. One hundred percent. We all like Bubba Kush. That's right. <laughs> all, That's right. I mean, maybe not all of us, but I'm just saying. Well, like, most of us. It's so yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Bubba Kush, description-wise, it's, it's an indica strain. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's got sweet hashish flavors, subtle notes of chocolate and coffee. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's an indica, right? So it's relaxing. It's, um, it's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. And sometimes you need a little bit of Bubba Kush after you've had a very long day of growth and development. 100%. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all, that is our episode two. Stay tuned for episode three dropping where we actually get and start discussing some of the more stickier situations that some clients get themselves into yeah. and like how we help them out yeah. um, and catch us on the next episode, y'all. And you can find us, Cultivating Conversations, IG. Mm -hmm. Find yeah. me on IG as well, Mio at Cultiva Law. And find me, Fabi, Fabi at Cultiva Law. And find us on Facebook as well. And we will catch you guys here shortly. Bye. Bye.